today. I'm excited about this one today, but I'm also kind of uh, nervous because this one's kind of brutal. All right, um, I'm gonna keep it uh, here on speaker view. Um, and then when we do q and I'll put everybody up. So today we're talking about fear because it's been coming up a ton. Um, because hello, we're going through a pandemic and this is history in the making and it brings up, it brings up fear because we're being told by, we're being told by the media, we're being told by friends and family that we're supposed to be really afraid. Now, this is the thing about fear. We're afraid right now, but it really isn't about what's actually going on. We're not really, usually you're afraid, but it's not, it's not about what's going on. It's bringing up other things. So if you were to think about when you first realized, <clears throat> like I have some friends that live in Seattle, so it affected them first that they had to quarantine even before their schools did because their piano teacher's spouse had it. Um, so it became real for them sooner. But the first time it became real, quote unquote, in your world, quote unquote, what fears popped up? <clears throat> because it really has nothing to do with, with what was actually happening. And it was interesting to watch my husband's fears and my fears and family fears and how they were different. So my first fear that popped up with COVID-19 was uh, food, lack of food, scarcity of food. Do we have enough food? Will my children have enough food? And of course, this is my first baby that's ever been on formula. So I am relying on a company to give my infant food. So that was like a huge one for me. Like, oh my gosh, it's not just like I'm nursing and I can feed him. Like my baby's going to starve to death, right? Like that, that was big, big time for me. And, um, and so that, that one was a big one for me. But my husband was not food, it was not scarcity. He's like, of course we're gonna have enough food. Of course we're gonna have enough toilet paper. Like, it's gonna be fine. His was, um, uh, people are going to like rob us. Like people who don't have things are going to rob us. And that's a theme I've seen. It's a fear among his family. Like other people who don't have are going, like you need to protect yourself because people are going to come and get your things, which isn't a fear of mine at all. Like that's not even on my radar. Um, and so it just goes to show you the fear when it does pop up, it's an underlying one that is yours or generational and it has nothing to do with what's actually going on. And so today, as we talk about fear, you're gonna see that fear is, it's not bad. And the thing is, is if you hate fear or you're afraid of fear, you're always gonna have it in your life and it's always gonna be uncomfortable because what we resist persists. And so I'm hoping in just a half hour, maybe a few nuggets, they might irritate you, which is good. Um, but if you can sit with them and kind of soak them in uh, and see and, and be curious that maybe 
maybe fear, maybe there's a possibility that it could fear isn't super scary. And I was talking to my daughter last night and I said, what do you think about this? Cause I've been thinking about this for my workshop that, you know, all emotions are like the, you know, if you've ever seen Bugs Life and the grasshoppers in Bugs Life and that the mantra that the ants say, they come, they eat, they leave. They come, they eat, they leave. So emotions come, they do what they need to do and then they leave. Um, but if you don't like them, if you hate them, um, or if they work for you, they're always going to be around. You're always going to have these emotions in your life, whether you like them and they work for you or you hate them. Um, and so this is where mindfulness comes in, is embracing difficulties and, and being honest. Because when we're 100% honest with what's going on, um, with ourselves, being honest with God and being honest with others, then it really eliminates a lot of stress and a lot of unknown because you can get down to what's actually happening. So fear, fear, okay, fear works for you if you, you hate it or you love it. It's gonna be a part of your life and you're going, wait, how can you love fear? And, and this is just gospel of Annie, okay? And you can take this two cents, but this is what I've noticed. So you hate fear. There's like two camps of people and also like you can have a mix of this. So as a kid, fear was the last thing you felt before something very traumatic happened. And so fear became, right, like the bad sign. Fear means something bad is going to happen. And so I, I don't want to feel fear, fear, because fear means something bad is happening. And to a child, you know, change is bad. Anything is bad. Um, unfortunately, there is some really traumatic crap that happens to a kid. And it, it was very, you're very afraid. So you become afraid of fear. And if you're afraid of fear, what are you going to do if you're, if you're afraid of something? You get to know it really well. Like think of an enemy that you had in middle school. You knew everything about that girl. You knew what she wore. You knew where she lived. You knew her schedule. You knew how to avoid her because that protected you. You, you can't not know anything about her. And so fear, because it was such a bad thing in your life and it meant something horrible was happening, it was gonna change your life, you had to always be looking out for fear. So in your brain, you put in that computer system, look out for fear because that means bad, 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 voodoo, muju, whatever, you can't have fear. And so what do you have in your life all the time? Because you're looking for fear? Ding, 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 fear all of the time, all of the time, all of the time. And your nervous system just can't handle it because what fear is supposed to do is fight or flight. Um, but we don't ever do action. Fear is actually inaction. There's nothing you're actually doing. You're just thinking about fighting or flighting all of the time. So we're pumping cortisol through our body and our body. So this is the really freaky deaky thing about your mind body connection. 
your brain is thinking all of the scary things that are going to happen in the future or thinking all of the scary things that happened in the past and your body actually legit thinks it's happening again. So your body is going through it all of the time, but your brain is just exhausted. And so it's just like a lose-lose situation. And so if you love fear and you're not afraid of fear, like it's like getting dressed and doing your makeup and going to the grocery store. Guess who you're gonna see? Nobody, no one. You ain't gonna see nobody if you are feeling fantastic and looking great. You're gonna be all by yourself. Now you show up in Tweety Bird pajama pants and your hair all in a mess and spinach stuck or like Cadbury egg chocolate smeared. You're gonna see that girl from middle school that you couldn't stand and that's the person you're gonna see, guaranteed. Same thing with fear. You love it, you're comfy with it, you can't wait for it. It's not gonna come around as much. So now, so the first thing is we hate fear because unfortunately crap happened, right? Now, how do we love fear? Now, this is a really gross one because remember being honest, fear got you out of being responsible. So people who were over you said, why did you do that? And you'd go, well, I was afraid, no responsibility. Or why didn't you do that? Well, I was afraid, right off the hook again. So in a way, the fear feels uncomfortable, but if I'm afraid, and if I do something from fear, or I don't do something from fear, I'm not responsible. So win-win, right? I get attention for being afraid and be honest because everyone likes a little pity party. And then I don't get to be on the hook for anything that went wrong. Okay, and as a parent, no one wants, right? No one wants to be, no one wants that off the hook. Did I say on the hook, off the hook? Anyways, so whether you love it or hate it, it's in your life all of the time and it just sucks and we don't want it in our life. So it's in your life all the time. And we've been running away from the fear in other ways. And now that we're, we're getting this huge dose of fear dumped onto our lap with none of the regular ways we're used to dealing with it, right? Um, like, so think of gym rats. There's nothing wrong with being a gym rat. But if your only way of dealing with fears and anxieties is working out at the gym and you don't have the gym no more, your life is gonna suck right now, right? If your only way of dealing with fears and anxieties was going to church or um, like we have a temple and I had a friend who was like, I'm fine as long as I go to the temple twice a week. You can't go there, what are you doing, right? And so the thing is, is we don't, we want to build up this self-reliance, this spiritual self-reliance where it's just an emotion and I'm way bigger than any emotion that can happen to me. And so, and we do that through mindfulness by being honest and looking at it. And so what we're gonna talk about today is resistance, non-resistance. So you know what resistance is because it's pretty much how we all live our life. Resistance is, I don't like what's happening, and so I'm gonna 
complain about what's happening and I'm going to tell everyone how it should be different and I'm going to plan to make everything different, right? That's resistance. So we resist what emotions come up. We resist what the teacher plans for our kids. We resist what our, when our car breaks down. We resist, right? Anything. We resist anything that we don't like. And what resistance is, and I, I found this in my notes, totally forgot this, but this should be crocheted on your pillow, on your couch for when you walk into the door. It says, resistance is fear and weakness pretending to be strength. Resistance is fear and weakness pretending to be strength. Okay, that's crazy, right? like crazy fear is resistance and weakness pretending to be strength so fear fear is resistance and weakness pretending to be strength when we can be afraid, we feel like that's a little bit of control. That's us managing it a little bit, right? For as much as we hate fear, it still is the ego's way of being in control of the situation. Because if I can be afraid and think of every horrible situation, I still feel a little bit in control, right? And um, the thing is, is... Um, we're not in control ever. And so that's the secret. And that's where inaction comes from. And we want inaction. Don't you wanna do less and accomplish more? Like, that's actually one of my favorite books. Stress less, accomplish more. Um, and that's by, oh gosh, I can't think of her name, but I'm pretty sure it's the only book name like that. Anyways, so what is non-resistance? Um, non-resistance is called Wu Wei. It means actionless activity. So you're not doing anything, but you're accomplishing it a butt ton. Okay? So ego is always trying and always working and always doing, 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 because it's trying to cover up all of your weaknesses. So your ego, remember, is who you are that you like i think byron katie it says your ego is the you that you believe you to be and it's based on who you were told you were from like age three to seven and it's based on the beliefs and thoughts that were told to you between ages three to seven whether they were true or right or wrong whether they were good or bad their truth to you and so your ego thinks you're a little child and and the world is scary to a child and most adults tell children the world is bad the world is scary right there's this virus that's gonna kill you um, and it it's not good and they take that as truth and so I had a girlfriend she said this is kind of funny she said one of my kids school teachers doesn't have any children 
I said, you don't really have to explain anything after that. The teacher was so concerned that her son is missing like a few assignments that the principal called my girlfriend. And my girlfriend called the teacher and they had a good conversation. She said, I, I'm glad that you're concerned about my son, but you need to know that my first concern for my children right now is that they feel loved, they feel safe, and that's it. Everything after that is secondary. Like they feel loved and they feel safe. So that's what's important. And I was really proud of her for that because it's really easy, right? When we get all those Google Classroom meets and Zoom meetings to be like, right? Fear comes in. We have to do this and it all has to be done. And what is that, right? It doesn't even have anything to do with school. It's covering up your weaknesses. It's, I can't fail my kids. My kids can't fail. This is us failing. It's your ego going, we are failing, failing, failing. And the secret is you're not failing. You're not failing. So, um, action. So when the ego is always going, um, we have to be tough and resist. So anything that shows up, the ego goes, we have to be tough and resist. We have to be tough and resist. Um, you get really tired of it and it, it stops working, right? Like think of, if you were to think of yourself in your 20s, resistance was just how you went and your ego was always climbing to the top, clawing your way to the top. I must be this, I must be that. And then you get married and, and it changes. So your ego goes, now I must be an amazing wife. Now I must be amazing daughter-in-law. Now I must be this. Then you have kids and your ego goes, now I must be perfect parent. Now I'm, I mean, you just keep adding on all the stuff that your ego, all of the fears, right? And remember, it's just weakness trying to pretend to be strength because your ego's like, we're, not good we're gonna mess everything up and we can't let anyone know so we have to try really hard right and so and everyone's different everyone has a different thing that that they believe and that their ego does but as you get a hundred percent honest with yourself and look at and this is just curious I'm afraid why am I afraid like what am I really afraid about? And there was one coach, she says, what am I making this about me? Because 100% it's not about what you think it is. It's not about your kids, it's not about your spouse, it's not about your neighbor, it's about you. Which is gross to admit, but it's also really freeing because, right, that's looking at your weakness. That I am, I am so weak. I'm so think I'm so small. I am making this about me. And as you grow that ability to, and that's the thing I always encourage people, start asking God, who am I? Like, I don't, I'm tired of feeling small and scared. I don't, I think I'm not, right? And I want to remember who I am and that, I shouldn't be afraid of fear, right? And that's always comforting when I when I realized 
the reason why this feels so uncomfortable to be afraid of fear and afraid of my anxiety and afraid of these depressive thoughts and be uncomfortable with them is because it's not who I am. If it was who I am, if it was who I was, it would feel amazing. It would feel like going to a spa. I would just love it. I would love feeling uncomfortable and jealous and all of those things. But instead, I didn't because it wasn't aligned with who I was. It was not who I was and caused me all of this friction. And so your ego doesn't want to be vulnerable. It resists everything. It's always saying you're going to get hurt. You're going to fail. And if you surrender, right, you're going to die. And so we, we don't like things that we don't know what's going to happen. We don't like things that we can't control. And so we have to protect ourselves. And right. And so you can see how your brain's always going, right? Let's look for fear because it's bad or it's good and, and we have to control it. And this is non-resistance, is being okay with not being okay. And one of my favorite quotes is, stop trying to not be miserable. Like I cannot tell you how freeing it is to just be afraid be mad, be sad, whatever the emotion is. Because if you were to fully allow it, remember in Bug's life, they come, they eat, they leave. The emotion comes, yes, it will overwhelm you and make you cry and make you wanna punch something and all of these things, but then it leaves. And that was a really funny um, meme that I showed my husband on Instagram yesterday. It was this girl and it, it says, me, or therapist, it says, and, and how does that make you feel? And she said, like, I want to stab everyone. And she goes, well, that's an action. So why don't you tell me the feeling that came up? And she said, like, if I don't stab anyone, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> I just died. Like, it was so funny. Anyways, um, that's my kind of sense of humor. <laughs> so... Being vulnerable is actually a superpower. Doing nothing is what you want, not like non-resistance. So ego tells you resisting and fighting everything is your strength. So being upset at how your spouse is and trying to change your spouse is a strength. And if you change your spouse, you're going to be happy. And so things are going to be better. False, 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 false. First of all, you ain't God. You aren't changing anyone. You're just going to make yourself miserable and them miserable. Okay. But ego's telling you, right? You can control that and then that'll make you feel better. It thinks it's masquerading as power and it's not. You can't change anyone. Get 100% honest, change yourself change yourself because what bothers you about other people is what is inside of you and we talked about that it's on my podcast the first two workshops um how what is inside you energetically shows up outside of you um and so but what 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 resistance does is it cuts you off from god it cuts you off from 
who you are, it cuts you off from feeling and seeing his love. Because what you're basically saying is, you know what, screw you, you don't know what you're doing, I don't like this. And so people say, oh, I do, I love God, and I love everything, but I hate no that's resistance instead of mindfulness is this bothers me why is it bothering me so for example last night my daughter said something really snappy and rude back context she's 15 and a half we've been stuck inside for a month okay but I resisted her being like that and I lectured her for a few minutes of how we don't talk like that that's from ego that's not what I like to call right action where I am inspired which is in spirit and I am saying no this is not okay I was afraid and I was just trying to preach to her, which no one likes being told what they already know what they shouldn't be doing, right? So I went into my bathroom and I'm like, why did that piss me off? Why am I so mad? Why couldn't I just let it go? And I realized the fear that's there was she doesn't like me. My ego's telling me she doesn't like you and she's never gonna like you and then her kids won't like you and then right so you need to teach her how to be respectful and see that what you're doing is good so that she'll like you so that her kids will like you so that other people will like you because guess what my underlying theme of my ego is because you're bad you're a bad person so people are not gonna like you because they're gonna find out you're bad that's my theme my movie most people's is I'm not good enough right and so I just sat with that and it was gross it was all about me instead of we've been stuck inside for a month and she just snapped back right so just let it go now sometimes if the kids are inappropriate and it's not okay I'm like no we don't talk to people like that that's not okay we just don't do that and then there's consequences. So, but that's totally different. So resistance. So remember fear comes from not having to make a choice or not having to do anything and not having to be responsible, right? Because I was just afraid. And when we make choices, that is the most important thing is, and we talked about this before, am I coming from fear or am I coming from love? Right? And so that's why I knew I was wrong when I was reacting to my daughter. I knew it was from ego because it was from fear. It was not from love. Okay? Totally different. I know when I'm talking to my kids from love. This is inspired from spirit. I know I'm supposed to share this with them. And then I know this is from fear. And so when you make a choice, the most important thing you can do is to be true to yourself and come from love, which is who you are, and not from your ego. Because your ego doesn't think you're love, and it doesn't think you're a child of God, and it doesn't think you're amazing. It's afraid. 
and thinks you're weak and small and everyone's gonna hurt you. Now, as you heal, as you heal, your ego starts to heal. And remember what I said, as you become okay with fear, as you become okay with anger, it's gonna become just like if you become okay with other things. If you're okay with a person and they don't bother you, guess how often you see them? Not a lot. But if you really don't like a person and they irritate you, they're gonna pop up a lot in your life until you heal it. So being okay with emotions. And now remember that the fear of the emotion is just weakness trying to be strength. So how can we be honest? So instead of being afraid and being an ego, how can we be strong and be honest? Okay, is facing our weaknesses. Get a pen and paper this week and write them down. What am I bad at? When am I nasty? What do I need to stop doing? Just be honest, 100% honest. What are my weaknesses? Now this is the beautiful part, is that all of your weaknesses are actually strengths. They're really good. Your ego is telling you they're crap, but they're actually strengths. They're, when you heal them, they're like, if you think of how a super, um, hero is made they're made most of them are made from something bad happening to them and it becomes their strength so everything that you hate about yourself i really hope you can soak this into your bones it is a weakness it does suck you are crappy those are not good things but when you allow them and love them you will let them alchemize and turn you into who you are they're beautiful they're gifts they're amazing and so we go from hating them and resisting them to allowing them that is what non-resistance is is allowing life to be what it is allowing other people to be who they are allowing myself to be where i am and loving it and telling God, thank you. Thank you for the mistakes that I've made. Thank you for everything as it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful and I know that things are gonna get better. Gratitude is the gateway drug to awesomeness. That is one of my favorite quotes from Jensen Gerald. So we start with honestly facing our weaknesses. Then you're gonna write down what do I need to feel fulfilled? What lights me up? What do I enjoy doing? And how can I have more of that in my life? And how am I ignoring other people? How can I consider other people more and value other people's opinions? And this is where being honest comes in is now that we mindfulness means speaking the truth 100% of the time. 100% of the time. We are not lying to ourselves or anyone else anymore. And that has a lot of integrity. It takes a ton of integrity, but you can do it. And 
then that's one of my favorite quotes too, is excellence over conquest. We do our best in every moment. If you do your best in every moment, in every small thing, what we think your ego tells you, you do this amazing thing, great, it's gonna be great. Don't worry about the little small stuff. But God is in the details. So doing every small thing for yourself. Like, and we talked about self-care. We always said self-care is when I have more self-time. It's not. We have all the time now. And right? We're still not taking care of ourselves. It's because we're still coming from ego, from fear, that we have all of these weaknesses and we can't let anyone know them. And remember what fear does? Inaction. Fear makes you do nothing nothing fear just makes you stuck in the mud because you're resisting it and so we non-resistance we stop resisting it we start allowing it we get curious and you don't have to go full yoda jedi you know i'm gonna be christ-like in two days set a buzzer an alarm on your phone for a random time of day or ask a friend will you text me once a day and that's kind of hard but right now we have the time and just ask what are you thinking right now check in with what's going on inside of your head that's how you start with non-resistance and then ask what am i complaining about and why and get curious because right now you're afraid your ego is afraid because change ego hates change because remember ego thinks you're a little kid and for a little kid change is scary that's why kids need structure and they need schedules because it makes them feel better so guess what when you start with a coach or you start with a therapist guess what they have you do a schedule for yourself just like a little kid so that you're your nervous system can calm down a bit. It knows when you're going to feed yourself. It knows when you're going to sleep. So you can start working on other stuff. Um, your ego doesn't want you to see what's really happening because it's afraid. But you, you're way more than that. It's just a part of your brain. It's not who you are. And so I hope that helped a little with fear. And be curious. Why am I afraid of fear? Why do I resist fear? And um, you don't have to delve in too deep. Um, it's either because something bad happened and fear was right before it, so, right? It's just like the dog that when the bell rang, it drooled because food was coming, so it's just stuck in you. Or fear just worked because you got out of doing stuff. Both ways, it's in the past and it's gone, so you can just be curious about it. So that was 